Welcome to the Heart of Business. I'm your host, Mo Fatalbab, and our guest today is Neil Lappy, a serial entrepreneur, come facilitator, and in fact, one of our first members of International Facilitators Organization. And Neil, welcome. It's an honor to have you with us here on the snowy day. Thanks, Mo. It's great to be here. Thank you. So, uh, Neil, I want to go back to the beginning. I want to tell your story because it's a great story and uh, get into then how how you decided to get into this world of facilitation, uh, because I think it's just a story that's that's worth telling. So let's start with where did you grow up? OK, so uh, I grew up in St. Louis uh, in a, uh, I guess, probably a lower middle class family, uh, but great parents and three wonderful siblings. Wonderful. And what was your first job or entrepreneurial endeavor? Well, my first job was uh, a busboy at an Italian restaurant. And um, uh, that role and myself didn't get along so well together. So uh, I I ended up uh, moving from that and I got into uh, selling shoes at, at retail stores and did that in a few different places back early in the days during my high school and college years. Okay, so we're gonna have a little competition, Neil, because one of my favorite jobs was selling clothes. I sold retail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the late 80s, uh, Bridges Great Outdoors, and uh, oh, it was a great job. Oh yeah. my God, I loved it, loved it. Learned so much, met such great people, learned how to talk to people. It was really yeah, exactly. uh, quite something. And then I became one of the top uh, three salespeople, but this isn't about me, but I know you're competitive. I know you're a better salesperson than I am. So how much would you sell in a good year? Oh, gosh. You know, of course, back in those days, we're talking the 70s here. Oh, okay. You that's know? different then. We're that's different. We, we got a factor for inflation. But, you know, I have to guess maybe uh, uh, maybe $100,000. Okay. <clears throat> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and... you know b- back in that time, I was uh, I was pretty good. I worked for Floorshine, and I was a store manager of a Floorshine shoe store when I was a senior in college. Okay. So, I love it. I love it. I used to buy those shoes. Good shoes. Love it. So after that, what did you do? Okay. So I um, I was really blessed because Johnson & Johnson, the Johnson & Johnson that we know, all know, um, found me during my Forshine shoe selling days mm. and offered me a job right out of college as a sales rep for Johnson & Johnson. Well, how about that? And, um, I tell people today that uh, my my starting salary was right about equivalent to about five dollars an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> they gave me a company car, which is wonderful. Um, and so and so, my first job out of college was was a a um, uh, a sales rep for J and J, calling on grocery stores, drugstores, things like that, selling you know the health and beauty aid products, things like that. Uh, I didn't do very well. In fact, I I I, I uh, often tell people that um, uh, while I'm a natural born salesperson, I did get fired from my first sales job. Because <laughs> I just couldn't- That's you know, a good I, sign. I was working from home. I wasn't very organized at that point in time. Uh, I was still finding my way. So I went from there and got back into the retail business and, and worked for uh, what is now uh, the Macy's organization. It wasn't called that <laughs> back then, but Macy's organization. And I transitioned from on being on the retail side to getting into the human resources business during those days. 
And that, and that, and, and I was a human resources guy for the first, I don't know, 12 to 15 years of my career before I started running businesses. Got it. So what was the first business you started and what motivated you to do it? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Bill. So the first business I started was a digital marketing agency, which I started 20 years ago. And it was a time I was a Circuit City executive at the time and had been at Circuit City for 18 years, started in the human resources side. But then uh, during my last 10 years, I ran about a, you know, about a $200 million division of Circuit City, uh, P&L responsibility, uh, front and back. So that's where I really learned how to, how to be a business person and how to run a business. Mm -hmm. uh, but as we all know, Circuit City's time came to an end. Yes. As did, as did mine. Yes. Um, so it was a great store, though. I got it. I oh love that store. Let me tell you, yeah. during my during my my time there, the company went from about 700 million to 10 billion in revenue. Wow. In that 18 year period. Amazing ride. Tremendous experience. Learned so much. Um, found my mentor there who plucked me out of the human resources business and put me into running a division of the company. Mm -hmm. uh, but when that came to an end, I had to figure out what I was gonna do when I grew up. And so I thought, <laughs> what better, I kind of always wanted to kind of do my own thing, start my own business. So at that point in time, I thought to myself, you know, this might be the best time ever to try it. So I went out looking around and I thought, well, if, if I get into, the, into a business that had something to do with the internet, it was probably going to have some staying power. Okay. That's a good, that was, that was good thinking. Yeah. Well, I didn't come up with it on my own. Somebody else encouraged me. <laughs> um, but um, um, so without any sales experience or being fired from my first sales job and with no marketing experience. And um, at the time I thought a website was the second most miraculous thing to the birth of my children. That's how little I know about technology. <laughs> That's how hard in, it was. <laughs> yeah, I got into the tech, to, to the internet digital marketing business and, and started a digital marketing agency in 2004. And that has been, that has changed my life for the, for the better. Okay, let's talk about that. So how did it change your life? Well, um, you know, I had never been my own boss. So I mm. came to understand what it's like to start and run your own business. And anybody who thinks that um, they work for themselves so they don't have to work as hard is a fool because <laughs> any business owner who starts a business, you know how hard you have to go at it. Tell me about it. I'm working doubly hard now with exactly. the starting of this new. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. I got so it. so I, I, I developed a lot of empathy and understanding about what it takes to start and grow a small mid-sized business. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I was always one to want to invest in people uh, because I had a mentor and I wanted to pay it forward. Mm. And so uh, building a team, we now have a team of uh, 43, somewhere around 43 people in the agency. Mm -hmm. So it has been a tremendous opportunity to, um, help people grow and achieve their dreams. And, um, and that's been a tremendous rewarding experience for me as well. Mm, I love that. 
starting a business, um, you know, as you said, is a lot of work. What were some of the early challenges? What were some of the biggest challenges, obstacles you had to overcome to get the business to be sustainable and to, and to start scaling? Yeah, uh, I, I would say that in the early days, the two challenges were generating business, you know, getting out there and building brand awareness, building visibility, uh, building credibility uh, so that people uh, uh, developed trust in you. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. because as we all know, um, if you're out, if you're out in the sales world, they're, they're buying you first as an individual before they buy anything else. I just heard that last week from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you can build that level of trust mm. and express that level of empathy about what other people are experiencing in their challenges, you're not going to be very, very successful at um, at selling and developing a business. So that was the first one was to generate that brand visibility, that credibility, that trust. The second mm. part was managing time. Mm. Because, you know, um, uh, I never worked so hard in my life as I worked in those early years of my of my marketing agency. And so those are the two biggest challenges. But 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 then we, then when you get into phase two, then the challenges become how do you continue to evolve? How do you continue to evolve your business to to uh, remain relevant to your marketplace? To generate a competitive advantage? And then to grow people and help them become the best versions of themselves. Those be, they, those become the challenges kind of in the middle years. And then, of course, in the latter years, it's one of succession planning and, um, uh, you know, and continuing to be relevant to your market target market. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautifully, beautifully laid out. Um, and which of those phases did you personally enjoy the most? Well, I have to say I'm enjoying the current phase, which is, uh -huh. which is the succession planning phase. I've been blessed to have hired somebody 15 years ago, straight out of college, mm. who is now my successor, is a, now a partner in the business, and will ultimately have 100% ownership uh, a few years from now. So I, um, I, I feel particularly good about that because at Circuit City, I had a mentor who took me under his wings, uh, uh, plucked me out of the human resources business and put me into running running a business. And I've been able to, um, I'm, I'm happy that I've been able to pay that forward and have been a mentor to somebody else to change his life and the life of his family. Such, such, such wonderful, warm vibes I feel as I hear that. Yeah. Uh, you know, succession planning is not easy for a lot of people for a variety of reasons. And uh, to hear such a success story uh, is, is just heartwarming. And, and to find the person that just you can count on and, yeah. and, and so you could sleep well at night. Yeah, yeah, and, he, and he's amazing. Um, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, and, 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 and frankly, you also gotta know, in my opinion, when your time has come. Mm. And so there was something in that for you. You felt like your time had come. Yeah, because, you know, the, the digital marketing space um, is a young person's business. Mm. And, um, and, you know, I didn't grow up with technology. I had to learn it. 
But the younger generation these days, they grew up with it and they know it like the back of their hand. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so I wanted to make sure that that the that the organization and the people that comprise the organization continue to have a viable, strong future. So I felt it was best that I start to turn the reins over uh, in a methodical way to ensure longevity for the organization and continued growth and success. Love it. So let's shift into the present. Uh, so at this point, you have uh, been one of uh, the very first members of IFO, International Facilitators Organization. You've uh, gone through uh, our one, I think it was our second certification class. Yes. And uh, it was just an honor and a privilege being with you for those couple of days. And uh, I'm just excited about what the future is going to bring. But before we go to the future, um, I want to hear your perspective. Um, first of all, on peer groups, forums, um, your involvement, and what it meant for you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good because it's those have been that, that's really been a life changing experience for me. And mm -hmm. and I'll harken back to my 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 days in the corporate world. So my days in the corporate world, I learned a tremendous amount, um, um, but I didn't learn how to be an entrepreneur, and I did not learn how to um, be in a position where kind of the buck stops with me, if you will. And so my experience in the peer learning world opened my eyes to um, uh, small mid-sized businesses, to business ownership, uh, to leading people, to creating a succession plan, to uh, starting and exiting businesses. Um, because the people that I interacted with through those peer sharing experiences I had um, were tremendous teachers for me. Mm. Tremendous teachers for me. Uh, really broadened my perspective, opened my eyes to a lot of things. And without those experiences, uh, I would not uh, be in the very blessed position I'm in right now. Having um, had, a, had a successful business, having a successful business, having a succession plan, having an exit plan, having started a second business and going through that whole cycle, I would not have succeeded near to the degree I am today uh, without those peer sharing experiences. So that's a powerful statement. I, I just want to make sure everybody hears this. If it wasn't for your peer group, you're saying you would not have the level of success you've had today with your business and with your succession. Without that's amazing. Without question, without question, um, because two things happen. One is I developed very, very deep relationships with others in my peer group mm. um, that helped me develop the softer side, you know, the uh, emotional intelligence side of my persona. And then, um, and then the experience hearing other businesses and how they operated and the decisions they made that worked and didn't work opened, opened my eyes to um, being more strategic uh, and being a better business operator. That is powerful. That is really powerful. And, and look, I, I, I've, I know in my core that uh, these peer groups are life-changing. I know mine has changed my life many times over. 
Yeah. Uh, it's still, you know what, Neil, and maybe this is why we keep doing this work. Every time I hear it, it warms my heart. Every yeah. time I hear it, you know, when you said it so beautifully and specifically, it's just, it's unquestionable how valuable, invaluable uh, these yeah. groups can be. Well, you know, in, in my experience, you know, you, you can, you know, everybody can go um, uh, get some time with a therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to deal with Which therapy. is also a good thing. Right. Which is also a good thing. Absolutely. I've done it. Um, um, but with a peer group, you end up having a group of therapy partners, in my experience. Mm. Mm. Um, and if you have a good peer group, frankly speaking, though, if you have a good facilitator that helps you get deep and helps you break down the, the uh, personal barriers, yeah. Um, and break break down the fear that people have about being honest and open with each other. If you can get to that level with a group, um, it's life changing. You know, I say A plus, double down, agree a thousand percent. And I would also say the contrary is that uh, if you don't get to that level, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's not nearly as worthwhile. Totally agree. It's it's much more mechanical and not and and oftentimes maybe not the best use of your time unless you can get deep. Yeah, yeah. It's funny we talk about vulnerability, you know, all the time, and um, we've been doing this work since 1991, mm -hmm. and vulnerability wasn't such a buzzword back then, right? Uh, right. But with with Brené Brown's, you know, multi million viewer TED Talk, uh, you know, everybody has become aware of the, the power of vulnerability. Um, and I think to hear you say that uh, just, just again, reinforces um, and reminds me and, and to say that some people were just brought up to believe vulnerability is bad yeah. or it's showing weakness. Yeah. And uh, in this, in this day and age, I think there's, there's been a big shift and I think it's a welcome shift. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, the experience I've had, um, on the vulnerability side is vulnerability brings out truth yeah and brings out people who are more open to be truthful and honest and um you know with each other and you know i'm a big pat pat lencioni fan yeah and you know pat pat talks about developing constructive tension among groups mm -hmm. okay. and you know if if all you're hearing is yes, 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 yes from your team, you're not getting the best from them. No. You know, the best comes from good constructive tension. Good positive constructive tension brings out the best results. And vulnerability brings out truth. And in my experience, brings out constructive tension and the best um, and, and the best that people can give. I love that. Vulnerability brings out truth allows for constructive tension. Yeah. And that lets people give the best that they could give. Absolutely. That's a quotable. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So let's uh, shift gears a tad. So tell me how you came to the decision to say, I want to facilitate these peer groups. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great question. Uh, um, um, I would say two or three things come to mind. The first thing that comes to mind is um, I'm at a point in my career where 
You know, I'm certainly not the smartest guy in the world or the most talented person in the world, but I've developed a level of experience and wisdom over the years mm. that um, uh, that younger people coming up and doing their thing would find value in some of that, some of that wisdom. Yeah. To avoid making some mistakes that I made. Okay. So, um, uh, I want to share experiences. I want to share my experiences as a way to pay it forward, if you will, because my journey has uh, brought about um, uh, dreams beyond what I ever imagined for myself mm. and my family. Mm. Um, a lifestyle well beyond what I ever imagined for myself and my family. Mm. And so I want to find an opportunity to help others achieve that same, that same situation. And, I, and, and the peer sharing experience that I've had, which has been such a monumental, such a critical factor in making that all happen and providing, if you will, somewhat of a pathway to get there. Um, you know, if that's the, if that's the, uh, the machine that fueled um, you know, the experience, then I want to use that same machine to leverage uh, the beauty it brings to help other people achieve their dreams. That is poetic, my friend. That is, I, I could have said those same words. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your experience, uh, obviously, without violating confidentiality, your experience at the certification program. Um, what did it mean for you? What was the takeaway for you? Uh, what comes to mind that might be helpful to share with our audience? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that was an interesting experience those two days. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever been as vulnerable two straight days as I was uh, at that point in time. Mm. Um, and uh, it, was, it was fascinating. Actually, it was fascinating because of the different experiences and the different experiences I, I had with other people. We're all different. We're all different animals. We all have good things to share. We all have challenges. Yeah. Um, and no one's better than anybody else. We're just different. That's right. And so, and so you know, working with the, uh, I think, eight or nine other people in my group, uh, hearing their experiences, being vulnerable and truthful with them uh, helped me become more mindful and centered and more capable of uh, understanding the challenges of others and being empathetic to the challenges that others have. Um, and, and we created such great relationships through that experience. It was really it was really a meaningful, meaningful experience for me. It was meaningful for me as well. Thank you again for being there. Uh, what a group we had. What a group. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, you know, one of our filters is to do with the person's ability to drive vulnerability. Because as we've said, that is the core of building connection and relationships. And as we look at taking on facilitators, that is one of the key things that we look for and to see it come to life in such a beautiful way uh, was really 
just uh, energizing and, and uplifting for me. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you yeah. for being an important part of that. Well, thank you for making it happen. Yeah, thank you. Um, Neil, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. What a lovely journey and what a great story and what great wisdom. Uh, I know this episode will be uh, incredibly popular because it's it's got a lot of goodness in it. Thank you again for being with us and I look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. Thanks so much, Mo. Take care. You too.